Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Robert Evans here, and I wanted to ask for your help. There is a Portland area woman, Ruba Tamimi. She's an Arabic interpreter and a Palestinian liberation activist, and she is trying to save her home at the moment. Uh, she's got a GoFundMe. If you go to Save Ruba's House, R-U-B-A, on GoFundMe, you'll find it. Uh, save Ruba's House on GoFundMe. If you've got a few bucks, um, she could really use it. Again, Save Ruba's House, R-U-B-A, at GoFundMe. Thanks. What's half-assing it, my Behind the Bastards podcast? <laughs> I'm Robert Evans. And again, sure? because of a family tragedy, I have a little bit less time than normal. So we did our one-parter this week, which I hope you enjoyed. Quite detailed. And our second part, which is on the same subject, is just going to be me yucking it up about a book with my good friend, Sophia Alexandria. Hello, Sophia. I mean... I would love it if you pronounce. Yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah. Sophia, Her name right? I don't know why I keep saying Alexandria. <laughs> I was thinking you about it right the first time. I know, I know, I know. I know. Zoom has your name on it. I never look at the Zoom. <laughs> Sophie, you're you not looking at my is? face, are you? If you so, I'm angry. What? what he's doing is he's like that mean boy that like pulls your pigtails, but it's to like, gaslighting you, know that you. He likes you. <laughs> he's like, oh, I'll mispronounce her name so she doesn't well, know to, how much I enjoy podcasting with her. To really let you know that I like you, I sent you and Sophie a, an image that's in the chat to the Zoom. That's the cover of the book we're about to read, and I want I y'all to just, to just downloaded it. Pop that bastard open. I oh, don't boy. like it at <laughs> all. Oh, boy. How would you describe that book cover? Uh, demonic. Like, yeah. I've done something wrong and I'm being punished. Yeah, you um, have and you are. Um, absolutely. There's a barcode the on the face of a forehead. very angry incel. Yeah. Yeah, there's, it's, it's interesting. The top is like a bunch of money. Right, it's it's and like a, a, a stack of bills in the with title, the name of the which is trash. Yeah, yes, I love there it. is. Nessera is a mon, is, is, is a, a money side. sign. Nessera and the mark of the beast is the title. The top is a bunch of money uh, behind, like behind the the name of the author, Doctor Scott Young. Uh, and then the face on the bottom is like a very intense, like you said, an incel looking dude with a barcode on his forehead. And it's <sighs> just eyes and eyebrows. And I swear to God, they are so angry. They're so angry, angry, but like, and like they clearly put extra makeup to make him look tired, but also didn't put makeup anywhere else. It's very It's also clearly confusing. a stock image, right? Yes. Like 100%. That, they, they licensed this from Getty or something. What um, do you think this name of the stock image was? Uh, Staring Man? 
Hmm. White angry. Man, comma, intense scare, something like that. Angry man, yeah. Yeah, you, you don't <sighs> think it was something it, 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 like no orgasm. <laughs> dot jpg yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never come dot, no fap yeah no fap dot jpg 100 or uh you know you know what or how about like uh how about would hit you dot png yeah would hit you because you accidentally unplugged his xbox while he was playing a game and also it's your fault and also it's your fault yeah, so I want to talk a little bit about the author of this, Dr. Scott Young. Uh, now, normally when somebody's a doctor and they write a book like this, they're not a doctor. But Dr. Scott Young is a doctor. He's an audiologist. Uh, he's an audiologist who owns Hearing Solution Centers, Inc. in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So he does like ear shit. He's an ear doctor. Um, now I found his Facebook page, which has uh, a little less than 1300 likes and 1300 followers. Um, and he describes himself as both a an audiologist, a teacher, a guest speaker, uh, an expert in end time events uh, like the end times, you know, the apocalypse, as well as an expert in World War Two history. Um, he writes fiction and nonfiction, and this is specifically angled as a nonfiction book. Uh, he's got videos on his YouTube pay or on his uh, his Facebook about like Nessera and Bitcoin. So you can kind of tell how you know where this guy is what what sort of what sort of uh, angle of the conspiracy world this guy's this guy's sliding into he also weirdly enough in the middle of like like he'll have like weird uh religious like what the top post right now is uh, him sharing a video from we the kingdom official live videos that appears to be a christian song uh and he quotes some of the lyrics which are ain't no devil gonna tread on me satan will not take our nation biden is done and jesus will bring in a harvest that doesn't hasn't been seen in more than 100 years and like two <laughs> i'm sorry all the best jesus songs have biden in them okay can we all agree that's, that's, we all know that <laughs> some of my uh, favorite hymns and spirituals are just like mm-hmm. biden related I like that one cover of uh, the Bloodhound Gang's I Want to Fuck You Like an Animal, where they just replace the word animal with Biden, um, <laughs> that I want to exist. <laughs> so, Why did the Bloodhound Gang cover Nine Inch Nails? Oh, was that, was that a, god damn it, I'm so shitty. What was the, what was the fucking, what was the Bloodhound Gang song about fucking? Um, they have a song about fucking. What, what, who what, doesn't have a song about fucking? Yeah, but like a really dirty. Oh yes, yeah, sweat baby sweat is the opening opening lines. What the what the fuck is that song? Oh yeah, you and me baby ain't nothing but mammals. So let's oh, do it with so it like they do in the scum. Yeah, you and me Biden ain't nothing but mammals. So let's see that that would be that that was the joke I was trying to make, but I didn't organize my thoughts ahead <laughs> of time. That was a really good attempt, Robert. Good job. No, it wasn't, Sophie. A for effort. I'm so proud of <laughs> hey, you. I You're think, doing great, I sweetie. I am I think not. I corrected you very gently by just this asking a, if you meant something else. Well, we got to the right, and then the I right song. You, okay? As I should, and then and then you mocked me, and now all of Twitter's gonna mock me. It's Great. a family affair. I love this. It it's is a family adorable. Affair. You don't know anything about pop culture generally, so it's just really sweet. no. But I spent like thirty hours reading about Nessera. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, I'm foreign, so I'm missing on a lot of it too. So one of the things that I think is funny about Dr. Scott Young is that like after two, like the top two posts on his Facebook are like wild conspiracy stuff. Biden and Satan are stealing the nation. Nessera and Bitcoin are going to save it. The third post is him like a a note that he's about to be the keynote speaker of the young businessmen of Tulsa. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which I think is quite funny. Um, so that's that's who this guy is. He's written a fictional novel called The Violin's Secret, which um, is apparently about the survival of a young teenager through the Holocaust. And I don't want to read that because I'm sure it's terrible in ways that I can't quite anticipate right now. You really should um, have let me do the reading because I would totally <laughs> read that. <laughs> You, you take it's a look like, at the violin secret. What about it's like I can imagine the pitch. He's like, what if? Okay, it's Anne Frank's diary, mm-hmm. but it's me, a man who did not a live man. through the Holocaust, and I don't think is Jewish, but maybe nope. is. <laughs> I think that might the last be a part of the pitch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he's fascinating. Uh, so. 
One of the other things that his his biography in the back of the book we're about to read through says uh, is that he wrote a book called Professor in History, which is his second fictional book, uh, which is about, quote, a man who is an atheist, but has the fantastic opportunity to ask Jesus unique questions on various topics. That is a fantastic opportunity. (laughs) That is a great opportunity. I would just ask him his opinions of the Bloodhound Gang. Because I bet I bet Jesus is a big fan. Who isn't, right? Who doesn't love the Bloodhound Gang? I mean, so, clearly you are the biggest fan. I, I except for when I mix up the the songs. <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Never gonna live that one down. So the dedication to Nessera and the Mark on the Beast is where I think we ought to start. Uh, quote. Oh, God. I believe that the bride needs this message the most. They need to know who they are in Christ. He comes for you, but there is work in the spirit to be done. Your job is to find that work and begin doing it. Luke twelve thirty five. Many of you are concerned with the nature of the 2020 elections and the implications therein. The fascination, the fasc- the fascination legislation dubbed Nessera will bring about mighty changes in life. But too many Christians are worried about the practical plan that the Bible will come true with. Nessera and the mark of the beast. I therefore wish to clear up those misunderstandings for you and pray you find peace so that's the introduction i don't know what he means by the bride needs this message most i just feel like you know bitches need learning you know bitches need learning that might very well be what he's saying that like the the women who are getting married right now need to know this the most so they i don't know i'm sure there's something heartbreaking that involves physical violence behind that but it's not immediately clear to me. So chapter one is titled The 2020 Question. And Scott Young opens with a passage that I think we can all identify with. If you have made it into 2020, you have felt much like the world is circling the drain. You might even wonder if it's all just a bad dream. You may have lost faith in the words of some of the people around you on social media, the blather in mainstream media, or the conjuring of those in government. After the global response to the pandemic of 2020 for the COVID-19 virus, we moved right into racial inequity protests and then the destructive chaos of criminal rioting. So... That's I, you, you get, I guess, a lot of, uh, of, of of insight into what media bubble this guy's in. Um, yeah, there's a little bit of Antifa fear mongering there. But your response should be inside of the word trust. To whom do you turn when things get out of hand? If your trust is inside of the government system, it is shaken. If it is inside of your ability to create wealth in your business or investments, then the shutdown of the economies by forces outside of your control pushed you to the brink. If your trust is inside of your family and friend support system, then being shut inside your house with little sports and no new fictional programming on TV incurs levels of unknown depression. When you add news that screams to take away your freedom in exchange for your safety, it might concoct a potion of intense isolation that you are unprepared to handle all of it feels like a poison so he's kind of accurately diagnosed the thing that is going to make people most vulnerable to the conspiratorial thinking that i think he's about to lay down which is interesting usually don't see it laid out like that you love to see it yeah he knows tell me how you're about to fuck me over please Well, he then goes into how retirement homes and assisted living have been hit incredibly hard uh, by both the fact that the COVID-19 is killing old people um, and the fact that uh, they're isolated from their families. Um, Their lack of communication increases the effects of dementia in their cognitive abilities. He mentions that he works with old people, so he's 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 witnessed this some. Um, Interesting. Okay, all of the above must bring the believer in Christ to the inescapable position of reducing your fear by increasing your trust in the one who made you. The soul, your mind, will, and emotions are asking great questions in this outrageous time frame of our lives and is not receiving an answer that makes any sense. There is rampant speculation that Bill Gates, the Gates Foundation, and Anthony Fauci are pushing the world to produce a vaccine for COVID-19 to inoculate the populations of the world against this horrible disease. Since this disease was discovered in Wuhan, China, somewhere in January of 2020, there are questions as to his origin. Did the Chinese deep state unleash the toxin as an act of terrorism upon the globe to induce this panic and shutting down and creating their own level of control over the sheep that they call the people? The CDC is lying to the population. Once told that hundreds of thousands were dying, maybe closer to 9,000 were dying directly of this illness. That did not age well. (laughs) Uh, That's interesting. So we start from this position of he like... He clearly has enough of a foot inside of the real world that he starts 
with like the vague, the broadly reasonable stuff. Hey, you're isolated. Everyone's alone. This has been hard for different people for different reasons. Uh, Bill Gates and the Gates Foundation of Fauci are trying to make a vaccine to inoculate the population, which he doesn't initially stage. As, he doesn't initially frame as part of the conspiracy, right? He says that they're trying to do it to inoculate the populations against a horrible disease. But then immediately after that, he moves into uncritically repeating the conspiracy theory that uh, the like COVID-19 might have been a deep state plot by China in order to exert control on the sheep they call the people and then by this point like after that paragraph we're straight into conspiracy stuff right the cdc is lying to the population no one's really dying of covid19 and of course inside of the vaccines that are presented by the world health organization and the cdc some believe that a cure might come in 2021 the faith in the relief smacks of confidence in the origin of the man-made virus or its properties to not replicate itself into variant forms that are outside of their own okay so contact tracing what is he uh okay all right so he gets into how they're <laughs> oh god okay the proposals by the who and cdc is to create a contract tracing with global positioning systems inside of the apple iphone software release um and then the vaccine is going to put a microchip so he start okay Have, are you familiar at all with the microchip vaccine conspiracy theory yes that when yeah. you're getting the sh the vaccine, you're actually getting a microchip that's gonna control you. Control you. Yeah, and I think it's gonna and, and interface with the Gates iPhone. About it, yeah. There's Bill yeah. Gates. Yeah, Bill about Gates it is too. doing it, but he's working with Apple. Which, if you know Bill Gates, that doesn't. He's not seem working super with likely. Apple. That's no. really funny, though. <laughs> There's yeah. all sorts of. They're like in this fake scenario, everybody's friends. There's yeah. also conspiracy uh, theories <laughs> about people putting microchips in uh, medical face masks as well. Have you seen that yeah, yeah, I've definitely heard that. And it seems that he's he's going in through the like they're going to put a microchip to make you easier to track and they're going to say that it's so that they're they can track who's been vaccinated. Um, but then he launches into estimates, estimates that as many as 700,000 people will die of the vaccinations. Um which again, dude, that's like how we're closing in on that number of people who have died of the virus. Um but yeah, I guess we're we're thoroughly in bizarro world from right now. <laughs> All of that leads to the Christian who reads the Bible indicating the following question. Could I be getting the mark of the beast inside this COVID-19 vaccination coming in 2021? The answer is maybe. <laughs> uh, like a scientist hedging his bets here. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Robert, Robert, you know what else it's maybe time for? You know what isn't maybe going to give you the mark of the beast? These goods and services. Definitely the mark of the beast. We ask every one of our advertisers, are you going to microchip our listeners with a mark of the beast that renders them vulnerable to the devil's plans for world domination? And most they always say, say no. most of them yeah, say no. Most of them say we are withdrawing our sponsorship from you. We some did not of them wink when they were. say no. Yeah, some of them do wink. I assume it's always through email, but I've gotten pretty good at reading winks in an email. Well, it's an emoji. So that's how yeah. we know. Mm -hmm. The emoji is the real mark of the beast, by the way. Products. <laughs> The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Countless crazy tournaments you can join with your friends as partners or teams. Constantly changing challenges like money sprees or treasure hunts that keep it fresh with new wild mini-games. Timed events offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums. Delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches. Unique playing pieces and so much more. The verdict is in with Monopoly Go. There's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now for free on the App Store and Google Play. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless, when Mint Mobile has phone plans for 15 bucks a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for 15 bucks a month. 
Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills, and unexpected overages. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with premium wireless plans starting at 15 bucks a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash behind. That's mintmobile.com slash behind. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash behind. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower, above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Ah, uh, we're back and we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're skimming ahead here. Um, so he, not a great writer, but not, not a funnily bad writer either. Um, chapter two, we get into definitions of words, doctrine versus theology. So this is a definitely coming at the Nessera thing from more of the Christian angle than the um than the New Age angle, which we talked about a little bit earlier. Um, yeah, this is an argument against atheists here. Wow, he's this this guy's kind of losing his his thread a little bit. Chapter three. Tell me more about this beast. The number one question is not who the beast is, but who it isn't. Isn't Biden, Obama, Reagan, Trump the beast? But we don't even know what we are asking. I am a classically trained bad Googler. I am somewhat get to what I need, but I almost always need help from my wife or son. So just admitting I'm very bad at research. Oh, no. Uh, You need help from your wife to Google? Yeah. This guy who is who is proposing to send us a book that will make it clear whether or not because he still hasn't completely Why embraced the that there's a devil plan to kill book, you. Though? Why isn't yeah. the wife writing this book? She did all your research. She seems like a classically good Googler. I type into the search <laughs> bar what I believe is what I am saying, but I rarely receive the answer I am asking. <laughs> Uh, uh, why you're asking bad shit stuff that's kind of what he says next sophia (laughs) why because my brain operates differently than most people (laughs) why i'm not a classically good thinker (laughs) i'm not a i'm not a real thinker of a brain haver um he does say that he has dyslexia which made it hard to get through high school uh and to forget about college but wait he's a doctor right how did you not go to college i think something might be shady here sometimes you skip a grade okay you wouldn't know about that because you're not a genius 
Yeah, well, his phrasing is, I have dyslexia and I was informed that it would be hard to make it through high school and to forget about college. Oh, okay, but he, oh, he was then, told that he wasn't, true. but he, he, yeah. made, he managed to make it happen. Okay. <sighs> See, this is, again, one of the things that makes me sad about cons- conspiratorial beliefs. Because there's clearly a story here of a man with a disability who, like, overcame it enough to become a fucking doctor, an ear doctor, which is a real kind of medicine, you know? And then <laughs> still got trapped in all of this nonsense and wrote this terrible book, which is... It, it speaks to how a society that wants to be as ethical as possible and mitigate all of the horrors that we're currently dealing with should seek at all points to strictly limit the amount of things that individuals have a say on outside of their own immediate lives. This guy, I'm sure, could give me great advice on taking care of my ears, and I'm sure knows his own personal business just fine. He should have no say in, like, national politics. None of us should. It it shouldn't exist because it's a bad idea, and it leads to the shit that we're seeing. Because these people... It's very frustrating, right? Like, you get... People who like this guy's clearly competent in one area of his life, but also when it comes to the national stage, believes that like Biden is part of some satanic conspiracy working with Bill Gates to implant microchips in you. And that doesn't speak well of the kind of democracy we have. Like fundamentally, also, no there's a problem. Wasting fucking free technology on you. Mm-hmm. Like, no, well, it's one's not gonna... wasting. It's to track you. Yeah, but that's but that's a waste. Yeah. My mind processes differently than most. I ask the questions that most don't want to ask or in ask it in the mainstream way, which is why Google and I are not friends. So let's apply my own brand of questioning to the above. Who is the beast? Firstly, you have to know what the Bible says about the beast, because the word is the genesis of the topic. Okay, so we go into Bible stuff. Um, he talks about how a mark is like, uh, comes from the Greek word that means etching, stamp, or tattoo. Uh, most who choose to tattoo do so with great care. Oh, this is relevant to me today. Those choosing a tattoo pick out the concept with which they have an affinity without reali- while realizing that it, that it will be on their body for the rest of their lives. Therefore, having the mark of the beast would be in the same vein as a tattoo. No one would do so without some forethought as to why and where they were pasting an image on their body, especially where Revelation 13.18 depicts upon the right hand or the forehead. One idea that might be pertinent to the topic comes from the sporting culture. Teams create logos and quips that are plastered on the chest of a t-shirt or the forehead of a ball cap. Yada yada. So that's... Uh, this is... Yeah. Where, where do we get to... He, he just keeps talking about the NFL and the Mark of the Beast here. And how, I guess, sporting culture is going to be... Oh! Because he's convinced that in order to enter like football and baseball games, you'll have to have the microchip in you that proves you've been vaccinated. Therefore, when they convince people to get the mark of the beast, they'll try to sell them that it's like getting a a tattoo of your favorite sports team or something. That's a, that's an approach to it, I guess. Not one I'd run into. Um, Okay, think of it this way. Let's say I'm an an excellent offensive coordinator for a successful NFL franchise, molding several quarterbacks into pro bowlers and championship teams. Your team is rebuilding, suffering through a few horrible seasons, and wishes to speak with me about being your head coach. Your real desire, actually, is the revolutionary playbook for which I would employ to develop your team. But you also learn, after investigating me, that I am a cancer in the locker room. I alienate all around me with a constant perfection and just tick them off until they wish to... (laughs) But his his hypothetical to imagine how the mark of the beast is going to get put into people is imagine I'm the best football coach ever and I'm so good that everybody hates me. Wow, dream That's big. Getting an I interesting mean, insight that into Jesus? this guy. Yeah, yeah it, it, the perfect football coach. Yep. Yeah. Who got murdered because he was too good? That's that's what's going big on here, huh? Here. Oh, boy. Okay, this is interesting. So the next chapter is, or the next chunk is the Antichrist and the Christ. Um, The Jews did not recognize Jesus when he entered the world on 9-11 of 3 BC. (laughs) I'm always very wary when a sentence starts with, the Jews. (laughs) The Jews? (laughs) Yeah. What do you mean, Sophie? So frequently... The sentence inter- ends with us getting free ice cream. <laughs> I'm interested in why 9-11 <laughs> comes into yeah, this. Yeah, what is happening? Such like, a, G- that's, that might be one also, of the strangest sentences you've ever read. Yeah, the, it's interesting I, that... <laughs> it's also interesting that Jesus was born on three be- years before Christ. 
Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot here. Do you think know what the BC stands for? (laughs) I don't know. But the next part, the next line is if you want to know why, and this has, you know how on Kindle books, you can see if something's been highlighted by a lot of people. Uh This whole bit has been highlighted repeatedly. Uh, If you want to know why this fascinating date is Jesus's actual birth, you must investigate Bethlehemstar.net to find the beautiful answers by a great researcher. So I'm going to take us to Bethlehemstar.net. Please do, because I want to know about this beautiful research. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, Bethlehemstar.net. I just also like that .com was taken. <laughs> well, there is a Bethlehemstar.com. There is of a be- That's where I went is. to first. Of course there is. Uh, it's and a potential I like security that they risk. It. Uh, I don't think I'm going to visit that site. (laughs) Bethlehemstar.com is the last update was uh, March 15th, 2019, announcing the release of a film called The Christquake. Um, Mm. That's interesting. Oh, I saw that. (laughs) Oh, did you? Yeah, it was was really good. It's like Sharknado, but Mm -hmm. like. (laughs) <laughs> but an earthquake of Jesus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, Christ NATO would be a pretty fun movie, right? Right. I mean, yeah. let's patent it. Let's get the merch going now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could make a lot of money before people realize that we're just giving it half of it to Nicolas Cage to be our Jesus. Wait, half of it. I thought this yeah. was an all Nicolas Cage production. As in- yeah, but I mean, we got to get rich, too. Like, we give Nicolas Cage the money he needs to continue his dinosaur skull addiction, and then we, you know, we we bring a couple of million off each, and then we retire to some country that doesn't extradite to the United States. Okay, well, I thought the original plan was to just move in with Nicolas Cage after a little bit. Is that not what's happening anymore? I think after living with Nicolas Cage for a few months, you would decide that it was a mistake to live with Nicolas Cage. (laughs) No, because we were going to be making the next national treasure together, all of us. You just want to steal the Declaration of Independence. That has nothing to do with making a movie. <laughs> Robert, you know who Why won't not? steal the Declaration of Independence? <laughs> I don't know that that's the case, Sophie. That's fair. <laughs> I just really wanted you know to make who... that transition. <laughs> I mean, I might use their money in order to enable me to steal the Declaration of Independence. Okay, why is it just you now? Okay. Well, I'm, it was going to be so, me, you, and Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah but you know me. Be I'm a lookout. Yeah. I'm a prima donna. I've, yes. I've, 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 I've stolen this plan, and now I it's mine. I knew you were going to go solo. Can, can I, confirm yeah. that. Ad. I yeah, thought I'm I was like, the uh, Beyonce. Why are you the Beyonce? How did I you thought become I was the Ringo. Yeah, you're How definitely Ringo, and you're definitely Beyonce. The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Countless crazy tournaments you can join with your friends as partners or teams. Constantly changing challenges like money sprees or treasure hunts that keep it fresh with new wild mini-games. Timed events offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums. Delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches. Unique playing pieces and so much more. The verdict is in with Monopoly Go. There's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now for free on the App Store and Google Play. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. 
I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Well, we're we're back. <laughs> Don't be sad about we're it, back. Robert. We're back, and we're going to read our friend the doctor talk more about the Jews. Um, I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> okay, again, a doctor talking about the Jews has historically not been good for us. It doesn't us. tend to end well. So according to our doctor friend, the Jews forgot that Moses rejected his position of political power that he inherited by his adoption inside of the Egyptian pharaohs. Jesus was born of a virgin, a sin at the time when she was perceived to have had an unnatural... Okay, more wait, Jesus Wait, stuff. wait, wait. Moses didn't reject leadership. Instead of being the leader of Egypt... He became the yeah. leader of the fucking Jewish people. Of all of the Jewish people he who led them into the desert. He was more ambitious than... He, like George W. Bush, he led them into the desert. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a... We like to laugh. Weird cheap shot I made there. Um, okay. Jesus predicted in Matthew 24 that there would be a false Christ arising in the future. What? It wasn't just one false Christ that Jesus intimated at the time when he was answering the disciples' questions, but many of them. In The End by Mark Hitchcock, Dr. Hitchcock pontificated that Satan would have to keep an antichrist in his back pocket for every era after Jesus' death. To whip him out for a moment, he tried to identify. What a tiring job for Satan as the liar to humanity, question mark. That's an odd <laughs> sentence. <laughs> yeah. I didn't uh, think this would lead to him feeling sorry for Satan because he was working too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, if Dr. Hitchcock was correct in his historical assertion about Satan's future boy, Hitler, Mussolini, Mao Zedong, and Napoleon, to name a few, were groomed for the job that would never come about in their times. Then he goes into saying that Kaiser Wilhelm was the, <laughs> the antichrist of his era. <laughs> um, I guess uh, even President Woodrow Wilson was also considered an antichrist in 1918. He instituted a 13 point plan to end the war with several conditions, including the formation of the League of Nations to resolve conflicts in the future. The League failed, as has its sister organization, the United Nations, which holds to a policy of turn their swords into plows. So... <laughs> You know, there's there's a, something occurs to me here. This idea that like all of the bad people in history are antichrists is kind of a fun way of denying that like it's bad to give people power. Like the problem isn't that we build these systems that devolve an enormous amount of power to singular individuals who then use it terribly because power is inherently bad for you. The problem is that the devil always has an antichrist in his back pocket that he's got to throw out every era. And that's why all the that's where all the bad people come from. It's also like these people were training for a job they would never get to do. Yeah, you're never going <laughs> to get to be the Jesus. They're just like alternates on the bench. And they're like, yeah, Napoleon was really just getting. waiting to get to be Jesus. Yeah. They're like, they're like, in case LeBron breaks his leg, mm -hmm. and then the guy who is actually going to who's the alternate who's going to step in for LeBron uh, breaks his leg. But then also like, you, you know, just got to keep making sure yeah. that if people break legs, there's enough of these antichrists on the bench. Yeah. Mao Zedong just waiting in the wings for his chance to be <laughs> <laughs> to be the antichrist. Ah, damn it. He says on his deathbed, I really thought it was going to happen for me. Also, how mad are you if you're Mussolini and you were yeah. training for this and then you get fucking hanged and torn apart? I, I also, as a as a dictator, Stan, I love the, 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 the order the list goes in. Hitler, Mussolini, Mao Zedong, and Napoleon. 
Also, uh, Stalin, not a part of it. Now, where's Stalin on this? Especially like, since you know this guy's scared of communists. Yeah, Stalin must be so He doesn't upset. make your list. Napoleon does, so but upset. Stalin doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Ah, good times. So I'm going to see. I'm just going to try to find out where Nessera comes into this, because we are a third of the way into the book. And all we've heard about is the mark of the beast. Oh, boy. So there appears to be. uh, Yeah, we're we're really getting into the whole. I don't know if you remember this, but in like the late 1990s, there was a huge panic over barcodes when those like became mass instituted, that barcodes were the mark of the beast and that all barcodes had a 666 like hidden in them and the coding and that like mm-hmm. this was how the New World Order was going to track people. Um, this guy, I'm going to guess, I don't know enough about his background, but he's the right age to have been caught up in that. And the religious dogma that he's pushing is very much in line with that. Uh, and he notes here in one paragraph, in the early 1990s to early 2000s, we juxtapose our worry on the chips that were implanted in the credit cards we carry today. But did you know that in 2016, all businesses had to ditch their current credit card processing machines that didn't have chip readers? So he's he's like panicking over chip readers here. Um, these microprocessors are in our future one way or the other. The gigabit limits are not a problem for the amounts of data we might wish to load on them. Smartphones of the era are already conditioning people to accept geotagging themselves so that their family and friends can find them, along with their music, financial data, and passwords, to name a few apps. The concept of inserting a biomedical chip into the right hand won't be much of a logical leap to those who don't understand what the Bible states about it. <sighs> okay, yeah, th- this, is much, this is pretty much what I'd expected. Um... In terms of, like, weird microchip conspiracy theory stuff. Where the fuck does Nessera come into here? Okay, chapter five. The title. Federal it, Reserve. That's where it comes yeah. in, the title. Is this really <laughs> just a Nessera grift for this guy to, like, throw his warmed-up panic about the mark of the beast in, like, credit card chips? How many pages is this I'm gonna book? be very frustrated if so. It's 68 pages. We're a thir- more than a third of the way. We're 40% of the way through right now. Can you right search now. how many times Nessera is mentioned? You know what, Sophie? I will do that for you. Oh my god, thank you so much. You know what else? Sixty-eight pages. That's like barely a pamphlet. Honestly. Also, he could have done. He could have done sixty-nine. He really could have. He could have. Okay, Nesera doesn't come <laughs> in until chapter six. Are you kidding me, dog? This is yeah. a grift. This is a grift. Oh, it's a yeah. grift insider grift. It's the fucking inception of grifts. It's a grift yeah, well, okay, with a money sign at the end. It's a grift money it's sign. It's griftception. Yeah, I mean, there's a, one mention of it at the very start uh, where he says the fascination legislation dubbed Nesser will bring about mighty changes in life. Um, but then we don't hear about it again until chapter six. All right. Nessera background. Farmers in the 1970s were sick of the government taking their land and dictating what crops they could plant. So he he claims that this started with a bunch of farmers angry at the government who hired a collective attorney to look at constitutional evidence for the government forcing them to plant crops, which I think is him talking about the subsidies that we gave like people for growing corn and stuff in order to deal with the fact that, yeah, they were producing too much of it. That's interesting. Um, So what is this? Basically, with the okay, so he starts talking about um, the 14th Amendment, uh, which is that the validity of public debt of the United States authorized by law, including debts incurred for payment of pensions and bounties for services and suppressing insurrection or rebellion, shall not be questioned, but neither shall the United States or any other state assume or pay any debt or obligation incurred in aid of insurrection or rebellion against the United States, or claim for the loss of life of emancipation of any slave, but all such debts, obligations, and claims shall be held illegal and void. So this guy interprets that as saying that um, you can't be held liable for a debt that comes from a group outside the Constitution, uh, which I think is, yeah, I mean, this is like some sovereign citizen stuff, right? That The Federal Reserve is illegal because it's extra constitutional. So none of your debts are legal because they're all a part of like the uh, the Federal Reserve system. OK, uh, hold the, up, hold up. He has a point. Yeah. though. he has a point about what <laughs> student loans aren't legal. Don't have to pay them back. I mean, student loans, you shouldn't have to pay them back, but they're not illegal because the 14th That's Amendment says I that heard. you don't owe I debts. Heard. That's what I heard. I heard I don't got to pay them back now. 
<laughs> We're going to pill Sophia this episode. <laughs> you, you weren't on board when he started talking about the Jews in a really concerning way, but now we're now we're back on. <laughs> hey, look, as long as the Jews are going to be blamed yeah. for money stuff, I'm going to be greedy about that money. You might as well not have to pay for your student loans. Exactly. You know, I what mean, a that Jewish does, move. So classic. You do kind of hit on a point here, which is that if the federal government, by which I mean Biden, were to forgive all federal student loans, it would reduce a lot of fuel for these conspiracy theories. That is a great pitch. Mm-hmm. I'm well, I mean, because they all, all today. as we've seen with Nesser, as this guy's clearly talking about, right, he opens his pamphlet by talking about how difficult, like reasonably talking about how shitty 2020 is, how hard the lockdown and the economic collapse has been for everybody, how bad the election has been for everybody, which are all perfectly reasonable things to point out. Um, and it's like the original, the Omega conspiracy theory started in the late 90s with a bunch of Midwesterners who were seeing themselves economically marginalized. And then it really took off and got merged to Nessera in the early 2000s and the crash after 9-11. Um, bad times and a lack of hope for the future fuel belief in conspiracies because people need to think that things are going to get better. And if the actual legitimate systems don't leave them with any hope of improvement in their lives, they're going to latch on to toxic nonsense that will eventually bring them closer and closer to people like Nazis and other outwardly like like conspiracy theories that the only it, it will take them from conspiracy theories that promise them wealth and towards conspiracy theories that promise them the mass murder of their enemies. You know? Yeah, yeah it's almost like economic uh, insecurity is, uh, you know, not good for society. <laughs> yep. Not good for people mm -hmm. and extremism. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I remember in 2003, before the housing crisis of 2008, that a mortgage broker in Denver was attempting to get Wendy and me, I'm guessing that's his wife who knows how to Google, to choose a three to five year <laughs> ARM for our loan. It would essentially reduce our payments from the typical loan of two, from 3000 a month to less than 1200 allowing us only to pay interest, while the value of the house rose enough to refinance the loan with a new home with the increase... Okay, why are, you, why are you telling me about this? Something was filtering through both of our spirits at the time to say, heck no, dude. That exact type of loan, when the three to five year term came due, was the reason for the housing crisis and the forfeiture of the houses by people who could never afford their current home. Okay. So that he's saying that God told him to avoid uh, uh, subprime mortgages. <laughs> yeah, I mean, God yeah. said, heck no. You know, that's how God talks. God says, well, he's not going to say hell no. He's God. Obviously. Yeah. That's how I knew it was a direct quote. Ah, uh, okay. So here we get to the QE stuff. There is a group that I refer to as the anti-Kabbalists who have tried to bring freedom to America for many years, even during that 2008 crisis. They have long tired of the evil cabal of the world's central banks and res Federal Reserve pedophiles who have literally raped our children in their satanic gate along with the stealing of our money. Ah, uh, there we go. There we Jeez, go. There's the okay. stuff I was waiting for. 43% of the way into the book before we hit this shit, but now we're, now we're into the satanic pedophile stuff. Ah, that's good. So he starts talking about something called the World Settlement Fund, which is a conspiracy that there's like a bunch of gold that the U.S. found in the Philippines during World War II. Um, that's like trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars that was is going to be released at some point to clear 147 140 countries of their debts uh to the cabal and the central banks and the cabal's keeping this money locked up uh the funds were being blocked from being enacted by the corporation of washington dc that's right folks the district of columbia has been a recognized corporation to oust themselves from the constitutional laws of our land to delete the penalties of enacting the debt enslavement the anti-cabalists have been fighting for years with a lien against the fed from 2011 transfer of funds that the fed stole from these countries okay so oh actually i'm sorry i got the number wrong the global collateral account has 93 quadrillion dollars um that that are your that's your money that's going to come to you this is sovereign citizenship oh good well as oh, long good. as they give me my quadrillion i'm good yeah well you'll get less than a quadrillion there's only 93 of those but you'll get rich everyone will get rich okay as, i'm sorry i signed up we... for a quadrillion yeah i mean well I'm sorry, the, the, the globalists aren't going to let you get that. I fucking um, knew it, the cabalists. The cabalists. 
Ah, okay. So he repeats the conspiracy that Nessera was going to release all of this money, uh, but then 9-11 happened and that stopped it. Uh, the building came down in seven seconds, defying the laws of physics. <laughs> Many architects... <laughs> yeah, he's doing the jet fuel can't melt steel beam shit. That's I mean, everyone's good. suddenly a fucking scientist when it comes to conspiracy theories. People that have never fucking known what NACL stands for, they're just like, wait... No, I agree. Jet fuel cannot melt steel beams, but you know who can? Bernard Montgomery Sanders. <laughs> Have you heard the good news about Bernie Sanders in 9-11, Sophia? Um, I would love to hear, hear the good news. Well. Preach it to me, sister. You've seen Transformers, right? No. Why okay. would I? Well, for decades, the main question that everyone has been wondering is how did Bernie Sanders get away from the grassy knoll after shooting John Fitzgerald Kennedy, right? Tons of Secret Service agents, tons of cops. You know, how did he get away? That's well, always been my question. That's uh, it's been everybody's question. The answer is that he was able to transform into a 1964 Dodge Dart and drive away from the problem now over That's the years my first car the dodge dart <laughs> a dodge dart of course bernie sanders is a man of the people he's going to transform into a dodge dart it's not going to be a lambo or something i'm just saying i did it yeah <laughs> so if he was able to turn into a dodge dart in order to get away from the kennedy assassination could he not theoretically turn into an aircraft in order to take down the world trade center i say yes fuck Mm-hmm. Okay, I'd never considered it, and now I'm ba- I'm embarrassed. Yeah, now you I get, should well, never have voted for him. Yeah. Uh, so these cabalists, including George Soros, J.P. Morgan Trusts, Rockefeller families, the British Crown, Bill and Hillary Clinton, the Bush family families, and many others, have wished to keep the funds from the world to enslave the people. In 2020, when Donald Trump placed the Fed underneath the Treasury, as I mentioned above, he required the Fed to take on debt from companies struggling through the fake proliferation of the coronavirus. The president was defunding them at an alarming rate for economists who relied on the reliability of the fled- Fed for money flow and reduction of debt in our economy. The Okay, so um, I guess he's saying that, oh, Trump was defunding the cabal by crashing the U.S. economy um, and that that was a good thing because that would force the release of all of the funds that were supposed to be got given and that would force them to institute Nessera, which will wipe everybody's debts and give everybody all of the money from this general fund, which... It's funny to me because I know if you were to try to sit down with any of the people who believe this and tell them like, hey, you know, money's not real. Like it's it's a concept that we have in order to like embody value and we don't have to repay these debts. We could we could work out a system whereby people got a basic income like it's 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 possible to do that. Like you don't have to treat this like I, I, I they would they would not be in favor. I'd be willing to bet of a basic income that would just give people money for existing that would be enough for them to at least pay for their food and rent but they they didn't that earn that money okay robert they're but at the same time they think there's 93 quadrillion dollars that we stole from panama during world war ii okay that that's is... different robert i am entitled to that money it's very frustrating because clearly all of these people want basic income. They they want there to be a giant pile of fake money that can make their lives easier. And the good news is that that pile of fake money exists. Um, we could just take it from, you know, the trillions of dollars that are stored overseas in, um, in places like Panama, actually, like the Panama Papers and shit um, made clear exists. Like we could we could. The, the, there is a giant pile of money that shouldn't belong to the people who have access to it um and that yeah, they do every things offshore like offshore account every ever. offshore account <laughs> and they do th- and they there are conspiracies to keep it hidden when the panama papers got released they killed a journalist reporting on it with a car bomb like yep but nobody wants to believe that because probably some of the rich people benefiting from it like donald trump are people they like and because it's much easier to just think that the devil's trying to keep the money from them and, and that it's makes more me sad, fun to Sophia. bring pedophilia into a fake thing than to just read the actual evidence from a real thing. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, that makes me sad too, Robert. 
Yeah, that makes me sad. So I don't know. There's more of this nonsense. I don't think we need to get into it. I think we we get the gist of this. And I don't really think much has changed with Nessera and Jessera since 2004. It's just that um, I, I think the slump in Nessera's popularity after the invasion of Iraq was kind of an artifact of a time when there was still a, an element to which reality mattered in 2004. Everyone got themselves psyched up that the invasion was going to be stopped and Bush was going to be taken out. And when he didn't, they stopped. A lot of people stopped believing the conspiracy theory because the thing that it existed to stop had stopped. We don't live in that world anymore. QAnon is doing just fine, I think, even though Trump has lost re-election and isn't the president anymore. It just has adapted. And I guess that's pretty bleak, too. Yes, it is. So that's going to do it for us this episode. I do want to apologize to everybody for the book episodes, which are slapdash and uh, 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 just evidence of me being a hack and a fraud. But your mom has cancer. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, and they got an apologize. hour and a half of researched free content this week. They could deal with the 45 minutes of us going through a book and yucking it up, right? Motherfuckers. Definitely. And if yeah. they don't, I will literally take all of your guns. Well, no. I'm not going to say what I'm going to do with them, but, I but just them. beware. And I'll return them afterwards. Oh, okay. Well, I do like having a gun with a dangerous criminal history. Yeah, also, That's if anybody fun. wants to send me knives, I now have a P.O. box. So oh, shit, what's your P.O. box? I bet you'll get at least one knife if you plug your P.O. box on air. I'm gonna. I would fucking love that. Okay, hold on. You gotta Look find your up. P.O. box. I got my new knives right here. Oh, this one. Look at that. Look at that texture. I love a good knife. When I think about the fact that the death of truth has hit a terminal level that is likely irreversible and seems to be trending inevitably towards mass violence. Nothing helps me get out of a funk like getting a really nice handmade knife and then staring at it while drinking in the dark for hours. I mean, I some people might find that troubling, not me. I Thank love you, it. Sophia. Thank you. That's why okay. we're friends. Okay. And my P.O. box number is Hell yeah. 641914. Yep. Uh-huh. And then the address is 11270 Exposition Boulevard, L.A., California, 90064. Hell yeah. So there it is. And I think the only people listening at through this slapdash episode at this point are going to be the true fans. So I assume, you know, no one will send you anything dangerous other than the knives you've requested. Uh, yeah, and also just remember, <laughs> put a happy face, happy face, so I know the knife is coming from a, a good place. Yeah, and you yeah. Don't hate me. <laughs> a happy face, so she doesn't mistake it for the knives yes. that are death threats. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Just so yeah. I know, it's a happy knife coming from mm -hmm. a good place. Um, it is thanks. one of the odd things about this reoccurring knife bit, which isn't a bit. I am constantly surrounded with knives. I love them. Um, is people keep offering and sending me knives. One guy sent me a box of like 30 knives that it, this is a, I'll do a photo thread about them on, on Twitter or something. The way he framed it is his grandpa went senile in his old age and would just order dozens of terrible knives from the Bud K catalog, which are like the shittiest <laughs> knives in the world meant for high school kids. And when he died, there were thousands of trash knives in the, and they sold all of the ones that they could. And they had a box of a couple of dozen of the very worst knives that no, they, they could not sell. And he was like, so we sent them to you. <laughs> And so that's I have so funny, a, an enormous collection of the dumbest knives ever invented. One is a beautiful. It's like a folding knife, like a pocket knife, but it's like a foot and a half long. And it's got <laughs> it, it like you shake it and it'll like wobble open with these giant blades. It's very poorly made. And on both sides of the of the of the knife is a beautiful drawing of a big titted angel. It's my favorite <laughs> thing in the world. <laughs> I love the big titted angel knife. <laughs> Oh, the only uh, angels I believe in mm -hmm. in are ones with huge titties. Yeah, and she's got knows. two swords too, which is pretty rad. You That's know, fucking awesome. <laughs> so, I guess after roughly two hours and change of talking about how the world is trending inevitably towards an era where truth is not only dead but falsehood is effectively weaponized to lead to mass violence, 
The only thing I can ask of all of you is to be the big-titted angel you want to see in the world, wielding two knives. You know I was already way ahead of you on that one. <laughs> yeah, I've been a big-titted angel since the day I turned 13. <laughs> uh, well, that's going to do it for us here at Behind the Bastards. Thank you for putting up with another book episode. We'll be back next week with something that I didn't just cobble together out of laziness. And uh, before we end here, Sophia, do you have any uh, pluggables you want to plug for the for the listeners of this fine podcast? Thanks so much. Um, I would love it if you guys bought my comedy album, Father's Day. Delightful. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Sophia S O F I Y A, and check out my podcasts, Private Parts Unknown, and 420 Day Fiance with Miles Cray. Awesome. Check that out. That's the podcast. Thanks. Bye. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.